0: We need your help to keep the North Omaha History Podcast on the air. Please go to NorthOmahaHistory.com slash podcast, click on the Patreon button, and become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. And thanks to Jim Collison for becoming a patron. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. The Florence Waterworks was once home to one of the most magnificent buildings in the entire city of Omaha. Despite being obliterated in the 50s, the water around it keeps wetting the
1: whistle. Tell us more, Adam. So picture Omaha and all of its gigantic growth. It wasn't always that way. You know, all the way from the 1860s, there were grand visions for Omaha to become the next Chicago, the next Kansas City, the next this, that, or the other thing. And people really struggled with what that could look like. But fortunately, some people took it to heart and they really worked on it and they worked hard on it. Uh, One of those groups uh, was a group of entrepreneurs that came to Omaha. Omaha needed water. Its original waterworks were down on the Missouri River uh, at a approximately where Miller's Landing is today where the Bob Carey bridge crosses the river there were some waterworks right there they pumped water all the way up to the Walnut Hill reservoir at 40th and Hamilton but that wasn't enough water to feed the a growing city and so there needed to be some innovation there needed to be some new opportunities there was also hand pumps around the city lots of neighborhoods had actual wells that stood in the intersection of uh, their four streets, and those wells would be where people would leave their house, walk with buckets, fill up the buckets, bring the water back to their house. And that was pretty common in Omaha all the way through the 1880s. But in 1880 itself, the there was a private company called the City Waterworks Company that built the Florence waterworks. They used sandstone uh, quarried, down in arkansas and they built this gigantic magnificent romanesque building high arched windows a gigantic arched doorway on the front the building had a four-story tower uh, with beautiful spires that stuck up into the sky and it was just a magnificent place there was also a wing off to the side uh, with tall arched windows as well and a low roof and it was it was a miraculous looking place they had really ambitious plans they had built three gigantic pools Uh, for cleaning and clearing the river water that they were pumping out of the Missouri right up there. And they had installed a gigantic water fountain that just poured water all of the time right outside of the the pumping station. The pumping station was called the Minelusa Pumping Station. Uh, It was named for the nearby neighborhood. I'm sorry, it was named for the nearby creek that flowed right through the area called the Minelusa Creek. And I tracked that in a separate blog post. But the Minaloosa Creek actually became the namesake of not only the Minaloosa pumping station, but also the Minaloosa neighborhood just to the south of the Florence Waterworks. The Florence Waterworks holds the entire Minaloosa station as well as the pools where the water is processed from being river water into beautiful, clean drinking water. In the 1890s, in 1887, the City Waterworks Company folded and another company came along called the American Waterworks Company. And the, interestingly enough, the American Waterworks Company continues to operate today. But what they faced in the 1910s was a movement by the city of Omaha to take over their own water. Before that happened, uh, the American Waterworks Company had Mendelssohn, Fisher, and Lowry, they're a really important architecture firm in Omaha that built a lot of magnificent buildings. They came and redid this pumping station and really built it up into its grandeur uh, in the 1880s, late 1880s so you have this gigantic building you have these water beautiful lakes of water right there one of the, they had superintendents these guys who led the entire works they were called superintendents and in the 1880s the Minaloosa stations uh, superintendent the Florence waterworks superintendent he decided to start hosting grand balls dancing balls at his water station at his pumping station and so these carriages would come up the, the uh, Florence Boulevard, they would come up what we now know as J.J. Pershing Drive. They would come up North 30th Street, and they would come out all the way to the pumping station for these grand balls, and all of the fanciest names in Omaha were there for their time in the 1880s and 90s, and uh, lots, of, lots of just high times that happened there. The station itself was actually opened by, uh, in 1889 by none other than Cowboy Jim Dahlman. Uh, who has about a 30 year mark on Omaha history. And this was one of his first acts was to cut the ribbon. But in 1895, uh, the American Waterworks sold the plant to the Omaha Water Works. And in 1912 the Metropolitan Utilities District was established and they actually took over the entire waterworks that year. You know, it's it's been an interesting legacy in that in that building. Today we can see a remnant of what was once there. The it's the building that holds the pump station itself. The MUD ended up demolishing uh the gigantic four-story tower and the building that it was housed in uh in 1970. Apparently there was rotten lumber and the windows were boarded up and it just wasn't a good situation according to MUD. So they took that part of the building down, and they left the housing building for the pumps. For a long time, it was clad in ugly industrial stuff. You know, that that metal that makes everything look ubiquitous and boring. But interestingly enough, Steve, just in the last year, MUD has done some restoration work. And re uh, they took all of the old siding down, and they shown the original sandstone that formed the Grand tall arches around the windows, and uh, they've reestablished some of the historical provenance of the building, and they have a pretty beautiful facility there today. So, good things are happening.
0: I need to drive down to see that. I haven't been down in that area for a long time. So uh, although I, I have seen some uh, pictures on Forgotten Omaha, I believe, where somebody snapped some shots and put it up there. So that's,
1: that's pretty cool. It's a cool development. But I'll tell you, you know, there, there are a couple other things worth noting the next time you get up there. Right on the Missouri River, right off of J.J. Pershing Drive, uh, the, the city of Omaha has built a new trail. And that trail from the J.J. Pershing Memorial, which is right across the street from the Florence Waterworks, that trail goes down to the river. If you didn't go down to the river, just north of that trailhead, just north of the J.J. Pershing Memorial, uh, you can see the Missouri River intakes. It was its own building separate and, and away from the waterworks. Uh, that were built in the 1910s. It's a beautiful little set of buildings that still has some kind of historical features to it and and look pretty neat. The thing that you can't see, though, and and it makes me sad, uh, on the north end of the old uh, waterworks, there used to be a neighborhood of houses. This this neighborhood sat between uh, the the Minilusa pumping station and what we know today as uh, the Missouri the Mormon Bridge, and these houses it called the neighborhoods a little bit generous. There were about ten houses there and a superintendent's mansion, and the superintendent's mansion is where the superintendent of the plant actually used to entertain guests from all over and really have a high time. But the houses themselves were these large. Uh, four square houses where the workers at the plant lived because it was kind of far out it's kind of remote but they also needed people to be available 24 hours a day to manage the waterworks and the pumping station so they had them live right there there were company houses right there and those stood all the way into the 1970s before getting demolished there was actually a really active movement in Flor in Florence in the 1970s to preserve the superintendent's mansion as a historical edifice in the area uh, they had a, this elaborate plan to turn Florence into a bit of a uh, historical park like exists back east in, you know, historic Williamsburg and different places like that. But it didn't work. And uh, the superintendent's house was torn down. But the cool part is I've recovered some photos of that house and the superintendent's mansion and different stuff. And you can all, see all of those on the North Omaha dot com website.
0: And that's where you can also find the home for the podcast. Uh, and, and when you go there, click on the Patreon button, become a patron for as little as a, a dollar a month. We need your help to keep this thing going. Jim Collison has become a patron, by the way. Thanks, Jim. And uh, if you like this program, tell your friends to listen. Adam's got a great
1: selection of books on Amazon. And, Adam, how can we reach you? You know, Steve, I love to get emails and I love to hear from people. Uh, right there on NorthOmahaHistory.com, you can click on contact and you'll get my phone number email address and a form that you can just send me stuff on whatever you want i love to get inquiries questions ideas thoughts and even criticisms because i want to get these stories right and make sure that we're telling the whole truth the whole history and everything that could be involved in that
0: thanks for listening to the north omaha history podcast with noted author and historian adam fletcher sassy Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.